Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready. For you don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for His people any moment. So glad to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our Covenant and Prophecy teaching series. We're in the Prophecy teaching segment. We have been for weeks. And I have such a special program for you today to help us prepare that we might be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds to take us back to that place He's been preparing for us. The signs are all around us, and we'll see that even more so today. First, let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you that, Lord Jesus, you haven't left us as orphans and that you've gone to prepare a place for us. And the signs are all around us that you're coming very soon to get us, to take us to that place. Help us. Bless every viewer today. Help us to be ready. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been looking at Matthew chapter 24, the signs of the times, the four birth pangs, the fig tree we saw is Israel, that generation will not pass away, that sees the fig tree blossom and uh, Israel has become a nation. We've discussed that. We've discussed the four birth pangs that Messiah Jesus spoke of before that. And now we're going into another one of the converging signs of this generation that we'll see our Savior come for us in the clouds for His people. And it's called the days of Noah. So begin to look with me at Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And we saw that this is a, uh, a picture or a mention, a mysterious mention of the rapture as it relates to the ancient Jewish wedding that our Savior Jesus fulfills with his ecclesia, his church, Jew and Gentile, in Messiah Jesus. And then he goes into the days of Noah, beginning verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until a flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. This is so important to understand as it relates to everyone in the world today, especially you and me who are hearing God's word about the days of Noah. And Messiah Jesus said, as it was in Noah's day, so will it be with the coming of the Son of Man, the time of the rapture, the, the tribulation that we also saw in Matthew 24. And then as we return with Messiah Jesus for him to sit on the throne of David and we begin to rule and reign with him in the day of the Lord. I like to look at Genesis chapter 6 
so we can see the details of what Messiah Jesus is speaking of. So turn with me there for just a moment. Genesis 6, 1, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them. We see in Noah's generation, Genesis chapter 6, 1 begins with a population explosion. Men begin to multiply on the earth. Think of this as it relates to our generation. In the year 1804, there are one billion people on planet earth. Now, just over a couple hundred years later, there are seven and a half billion people on planet earth. The greatest population explosion that has ever happened, at least since Noah's day. Now, the next primary characteristic that we see is wickedness on the earth. Let's go down a little further in Genesis chapter 6 to verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Oh, oh, listen, folks, we live in such a wicked generation, such a wicked generation. I want to look with with you at, at, at Luke chapter 17 as we see the times that Lot lived in in Sodom and Gomorrah tied to uh, the days of Noah that we're looking at in Genesis 6 and Matthew 24. So look with me at Luke chapter 17. Luke 17, 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So when we think about wickedness, the second characteristic of Noah's day, and we see how it ties into Lot's day. Remember, in Sodom and Gomorrah, the city was so uh, overrun and given over to sexual perversion that the men of the city in, in Genesis as you look at the story that the testimony of what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah all the men of the city gathered around Lot's house to try to rape God's angels ah it's just deranged and insane and what do we see today this tidal wave of wickedness with regard to the uh, the homosexual movement the abortion movement, murdering babies, the transgender and transsexual movement. Pornography is everywhere. Look at the media, the television, the movies. You can't hardly watch any of it. Why? It is so evil and wicked. And these perversions of all kinds today are called good. And you're called evil if you disagree with them. And and, and, we're just going to do a little bit of the days of Noah today. This is an introduction. Think of this. There has been a spirit of murder and death released across America and many countries in the world today. Well, what do you mean? Well, the Bible says that Satan and his demons came to steal, kill, and destroy. And as babies about 60 million in America have been murdered across America over the decades. And as this perversion and wickedness is celebrated, it has released 
the celebration of wickedness has released a spirit of murder and death and chaos across societies. And I want you to look with me at a psalm that I rarely hear, but it is so impacting and um, sadly accurate for this generation. It's in Psalm chapter 12. Think of this. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Oh God, help us. Uh, There is presidential debates taking place in America. And there's a man standing there on that stage running for president to be nominated to run for president. He's running against other uh, Democrat uh, candidates. He thinks he's married to a man because there isn't any man who's truthfully married to a man or woman married to a woman. They can pretend they are, but they're not. God's word says they're not. And he stands there quoting the Bible. Oh, it's wicked. I, I pray the Lord grants him repentance and delivers him. But it is a picture, a snapshot of the wickedness across our country. And think of this. As this wickedness and vileness is celebrated, the wicked prowl around. They come out of the woodwork, as it were. Because wickedness is not only tolerated, it's celebrated. And folks, this is an expression of the days in which we live. The days the Bible calls the days of Noah. Well, what should I do? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. As the wicked prowl on every side, with with violence and, and, and insanity, and mass shootings, and other things as well. What do we do? We prepare our hearts for the Savior who's coming for us in the clouds. We watch, therefore, and we, we be ready. We stay ready. We get ready. How do you do that? Love Jesus with all your heart, the Lord, and watch for him to come every day. Watch, therefore, and be ready. In Matthew chapter 24, Our Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready. We don't know the hour or the day our Lord is coming. And then he introduces the good and faithful servant of Matthew 24 and then in Matthew 25. This program is designed to make faithful disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear those words from him. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The message is spreading all over the world as this program now goes into 200 countries and 200 million homes, reminding everyone who watches to watch therefore and be ready. Many who believe in Messiah Jesus understand what the Bible says about blessing Israel, that the Lord says, I will bless those who bless you. We've learned that blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus is one of the best ways to bless Israel. Our co-founding partner of blessing Israeli believers John McTurnan and I founded this ministry with the mission statement that we exist to uniquely bless and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Jesus to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. You can join with us in blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. 
The Bible teaches in Romans 1.16 that the gospel message is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We have our Blessing Israeli Believers ministry and then our ministry to the nations poured out for the nations. We take the gospel, discipleship, ministry to orphans and widows into Africa and in many countries as well. We have a church plant in Texas. There's so much the Lord is doing with our ministry as we, like the Apostle Paul, are being poured out for the nations of the world. You can partner with us in praying and giving and going on special mission trips to Africa. And you too can be poured out for the nations. We encourage everyone who's watching to sign up for our monthly newsletters for Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. And if you want to participate in prayer and giving, which I'll talk about in a moment, you can see what you're sowing into in those monthly newsletters. For example, we have a special missions outreach to Rwanda, September 2019. We're gonna explain what's going on on that trip and how you can participate. So we encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletters. They come monthly, blessing Israeli believers, poured out for the nations. This will help you join with us to watch Therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, the Watch Therefore Media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nation's Ministries costs a lot of money. And I certainly can't do this alone, but that's okay, because my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And before I talk more about finances, let me say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior yet, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would receive Him as Lord and Savior and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we believe the Watch Therefore ministry is a great place for you to participate. We can watch Therefore together and be ready. I'm so excited to announce the release of my new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. In an increasingly cursed world that's shaking its fist in God's face, the blessings of the Lord are still available to His people who follow Him, which you'll find in my new book. And for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you'll get our new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. Just make sure you put in the notes section online or on your check, new book, and we'll get that out to you right away. And together, we'll be blessed as we walk in the ways of the Lord. My name is Janet Siegel. Um, I moved to Israel with my uh, unbelieving Jewish husband in 1988, and I have been involved with uh, various congregations, worship leading and uh, ministries with them uh, for a very long time, working in Israel in various places. Um, one of those jobs was particularly interesting. I worked at a goat dairy. Um, but while I was there, the Lord uh, called me to get to David Davis and get up to the, the Carmel. And so I did, and I got involved with Karen Davis's worship team and um, the various ministries there. While I was doing that, then I, f I felt a calling to go and be involved with um, intercession, um, worship leading and prayer meetings, but also an outreach to Tel Aviv to the drug addicts. Uh, with another ministry here in, in the city. And that was very exciting. Um, during that time, though, I found out that my pension was not enough to cover everything, so uh, I actually had to go back to work. And uh, that's kind of where I am now. So uh, while working here at, uh, at this place, this nursing home, um, combined with uh, my uh, salary and the pension, it isn't enough to, to live and, and keep us, me and my husband. He can't work, he's sickly. When 
I met Dov one day and mentioned, oh, this is where I'm, what I'm doing these days. And he mentioned you, the Blessing Israeli Believers, and that he felt an urge to help me. And I cannot tell you what an answer to prayer that has been because I was begging the Lord. I said, you've got to help me. I can't carry this burden by myself. I can't do it. And so uh, you have helped me absolutely tremendously. And it's, it's part of that scripture being fulfilled where um, you know, there, there's those that God gives talents to, some three, some two, I think it was, and one, the person that had one. Look, if you can't go out of the country, your own country, your home, when you're giving, you're sowing. You're going to be rewarded for that. That's, it's, it's tremendous. It's not nothing. The Lord is going to remember that. It is as if you were here yourselves. So I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me. And uh, may God bless you and see everything that he that you are doing and and bless your your open hand a hundredfold in the name of yeshua as we continue in the final chapter of colossians it's important to remember that this very jewish apostle paul who is under roman incarceration for the gospel's sake and also under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's teaching, he's speaking the words of the Spirit of the living God to believers in Messiah Jesus in Colossus. It's a predominantly Gentile congregation, and it's an important word that we have today for the Church of Messiah Jesus. And we've looked at uh, chapter 4 uh, through verse 6. We're going to pick up today in verse 7, and I encourage you, to think of the ways these precious servants and fellow laborers laboring alongside Paul, though he's in jail, they're still laboring. And I, I encourage you to listen how they're characterized by the Spirit of the living God using Paul as his ink pen. And so we're going to look first at verses 7 through 11. Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, they will make known to you all things which are happening here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be a comfort to me. So again, listen to the way these men are described. Tychicus, he's a beloved brother. He's a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. This is how the Lord God Almighty thinks of these people. Isn't that how you want him to think of you? That's certainly how I want him to think of me. I wouldn't want him to think of me as, as Dove, the lazy servant with plenty of potential that he never uses or anything like that, right? No, I'd want him to think of me as a beloved brother to others in the body of Messiah Jesus and a faithful minister of the gospel and a servant in the Lord. And, and Paul is, is entrusting them, uh, entrusting Tychicus uh, that he might be a liaison between Paul and the body of Messiah there in Coloss. He trusts him because he's faithful in the Lord. And Onesimus, 
he's called a faithful uh, beloved brother and and uh, he also is a trusted uh, companion of Paul for the work of the kingdom of God folks that's how we want to be thought of there are so many today what they're thinking of they're thinking of promotion but the Lord's looking for faithfulness they're thinking of prestige but the Lord's looking for servants Messiah Jesus, when he came to this earth, the king of glory, he said that he didn't come to be served, but to serve. And now it's our turn. And if we'll live lives like these precious brothers in Messiah Jesus, we will hear what is the reason for us having this program. We will hear from the Lord himself, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's the purpose of this program, watch therefore, to help produce uh, Precious servants of the Lord, believers in Messiah Jesus, who one day will hear from him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Aristarchus is called his, Paul's fellow prisoner. Wow, think of this. He is so identified with the Apostle Paul and what he's suffering through in prison that Paul counts him as, as, as this close to him with the sufferings of Messiah Jesus. And he speaks of, of, of Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark, by the way, the cousin of Barnabas. And it's worth mentioning that we saw in the book of Acts that Paul and Mark had a falling out, but there's been restoration. Hallelujah. There's been restoration. Thank you, Lord. And and this justice, these all, uh, we see Aristarchus, Mark, and justice. These are Jewish believers in Messiah Jesus who were serving alongside Paul and comforting him. We're to be comforters. You know the Holy Spirit is called the comforter. And we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit and comforting others in their trouble, in their trials, in their difficulties, and in their struggling. And um, then we're going to go ahead and read verses 12 and 13. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you and those who are in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. So Epaphras, who is one of the Colossians, look how he's described. He's a bondservant of Christ, a willing, lifelong servant of Messiah Jesus. Shouldn't that describe us as well? And he's laboring always fervently in prayer for the believers in Coloss. Oh, if there's anything that's lacking in the body of Messiah today, not only is it prayer, but it's prayer for things that don't pertain to me. (laughs) Prayers that are intercessory prayers for others, that they may be all who the Lord has for them to be. Wow, we should do unto others as we would have them do unto us. And I want people praying for me. And I I want you to be praying for me. And I pray for our viewers frequently as well. And, and Paul bears witness that, that this Epaphras, he has great zeal for the believers in Messiah Jesus who are there and in Laodicea also. And I'll be talking about Laodicea on another program. Now verses 14 and 15. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and Nymphos and the church that is in his house. And so we see Luke here and Demas, and Luke and Demas are both spoken of very highly here. And of course, this is the Luke who wrote the Gospel of Luke and also wrote the book 
of Acts. But we need to think about Demas. Demas started off well. You know, one of the things I shared with my children, I always raised them in, with this thought, or I reminded them of this thought frequently. It's not how you start a race, but it's how you finish. And from what we can see, Luke finished strong, but not so much with Demas. There's a passage that says, Demas, having loved this present world, has forsaken me. And he forsook the Lord as he forsook Paul in his ministry because Demas loved the things of this world and the things of this life more than our Savior Jesus. And, and I'm going to pray for you and for me today in that regard that we would finish strong. Hallelujah. And also I want to share this gospel. I want to share with you, anybody who's watching today, and you're not sure that you're saved by Messiah Jesus. And, and you might think, well, this is a Christian television program and there's uh, this is a Christian television station it's on. It probably isn't, isn't one that uh, there's people who need to get saved watching. You might be surprised. You might be surprised. So you could begin praying now for someone who's watching who needs to receive Jesus as Lord. He lived a sinless life on this earth, the only begotten Son of God. And the reason he did that, he came to this earth to die for our sins, to pay for our sins. Every time we've lied, cursed God's name, stolen, lusted, much worse and much more. And so Jesus the Lord died on the cross. His innocent blood spilled down that cross to pay for our sins. And I like to say it this way, hallelujah. On the third day, he rose from the grave and he extends his grace and mercy and love for you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. That's where sinners go. They go to hell and eternally they're sent to a lake of fire, but it doesn't have to be you. You can cry out to him today. You can repent. You can begin to turn away from your sins and your old life and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. How do I do that? call upon his name. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Join me in prayer now. Oh Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you were buried on the third day, rose again, and you love me and want to save me and you want to forgive me. Oh, I put my trust, my faith in you. I begin to turn away from my sins that are killing me and harming others and hurting your heart. I begin to turn away from those sins now and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Help me live a life now that honors our Father in heaven. And I'll be looking for you and living a life preparing for you to come for me to take me back to that place you've been preparing for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there's information on your screen. Contact us. We'll send you a brochure that will help you begin your first steps in following Messiah Jesus. And for all of our viewers, let's pray together. Oh, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, help us to finish this race strong, strong in the Lord and the power of his might. May we hear when we see you face to face, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, it's been such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you on the program today. Here's how we like to end the program. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. King Jesus is coming any moment for us. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch, therefore, is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch, Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch, Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. 
You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king On that day His sword will go forth To take back and restore